0: Hey, everyone. This is the Big Bane Theory, a podcast that will make you think, help you grow, and keep you laughing. We're your host, TJ Anabong Bane, and we're talking about all the things we experience in this life, but we're doing it with raw and vulnerable stories. We hope to make you laugh along the way, but mostly we hope to open your heart and help you live a happy and more fulfilling life. This is episode two, Opposites Attract. Before we dive into giving you guys all of our advice and opinions on love, marriage, life, parenting, we thought it would be a little important for you guys to know more about us, our background, how we met, how we interact, the way we communicate, so that you don't think this information is just coming from, you know, Joe Schmo down the street. So TJ... I know that you have a story about how we met, and (laughs) I don't know how true that is, but why don't you start by telling everybody how we met?
1: It's very true. Uh, I always love telling this story, and and there's going to be, like it's going to be 99% true, and I may embellish a little bit.
0: It's not 99% true. (laughs) It's about 50%
1: true. Okay, I'll tell the real true story. So oddly enough, we met at the mall. Then at the time, I was selling cell phones for Verizon Wireless and she was working for her mom in her mom's clothing store. And the first time, I'd seen her walk by a couple times and I remember thinking to myself, that's a, she's pretty hot, you know, she's just this little Asian girl. And, you know, from my background, I was raised in a, in pretty much a city in a high school where there, it was just white Mormon folks. So it was a little bit different for me, but you know, she, she would walk by every once in a while. But the very first time we met was actually her friend was coming to get her cell phone fixed, I believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I think my back was actually to them, and I was helping someone else. And I, I could hear this like a, a bunch of girls just jabbering on, you know, like high school girls or whatever. And I finished helping this customer. I turned around, and, and she was there with two or three of her other friends. And out of nowhere, she started complaining about being hungry.
0: I wasn't complaining. I was hungry. So I was saying, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I was saying that to my friend because it was taking forever. And I was I was hangry, you guys. And mind you, I was like 19 at the time. So you know how 19 year old girls are.
1: Yeah. And what she was really saying was, I'm hungry for that hot blonde haired guy behind the cash register. No.
0: (laughs) He was blonde and orange. I was tanned. It was my my bro days okay but whatever it was so canned. i
1: hear her complaining about being hungry so i had this these big pretzel sticks i'm like hey i've got a pretzel stick here you go and i hand it to her and
0: it was actually a pretzel stick guys don't get your mind out of the gutter <laughs> <laughs> and it so, was like a 12 inch pretzel stick
1: <laughs> at least 12 I inches
0: i feel like such a pervert no <laughs> it was actually like a pack of pretzel sticks.
1: and she had a hard time getting it in her mouth
0: <laughs> oh my This is so inappropriate. So
1: anyways, she, she, she eats this, proceeds to eat this pretzel stick. As you can imagine, like her mouth starts getting dry. Cause it's, it's big, it's dry. And so she starts complaining. I'm so thirsty. I'm so thirsty.
0: You make it out. Like I
1: am this brat sitting there. You were like, so No,
0: I'm so thirsty. Have you guys ever eaten a big old pretzel stick? It makes you thirsty. So I think that I was more like, I'm, this makes me so thirsty.
1: Oh, yay. (laughs) I am so thirsty. I would love a glass of water. I wish I had some water. (laughs) So I I had this big, like, foam cup with water. And I'm like, hey, here you go. Here's some water to drink. And she looks at me and she's like, ew, I don't share water with people.
0: Okay, let me interject because he didn't know at the time, but I'm still the same way. Saliva really grosses me out. So I don't share straws or drinks with TJ or my kids or really anybody. But at the time he didn't know that. And so he thinks I'm this brat who won't share a drink with him.
1: Yeah. I was like, this is an odd way to flirt with somebody. Like you come asking me for food and water wanting to go on a date with me. And then you don't even drink the water you're begging for.
0: See, I told you this story (laughs) is not even correct.
1: And so I can't really remember what happened after that. I think I may have just like, I think I gave you the one. I think you actually did drink some, but you may have, I think you took the lid off and like- Probably. You didn't drink out of my straw and then you gave it back. And I was like, that was really weird. And then I went on helping people. Like nothing really happened after that. Yeah, as that far was just as, our
0: first interaction.
1: Yeah, that was the first interaction. And then, you know, as time went on, she would- Seemed like every day, like three or four times a day, she was like thirsty and had to walk to the food court, which just so happened to be right across where I worked from.
0: That wasn't even the case. The only way for me to get food was to pass your cell phone booth, unless I wanted to walk all the way around the mall, which no sane person would do. And plus, I was dating somebody else at that time anyway, so I wasn't even interested in TJ. I was, you know, dating somebody else.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So fast forward a little bit through the grapevine, I heard that, that they had broken up. And so I think it was, it was shortly thereafter that I, I went to her mother's store when I knew she was working and uh, got up the courage to ask her out on our first date, which yeah. was awesome.
0: Which was so funny. Cause I think I tried to act so cool. I can't remember what you asked me, but I remember being like, Oh, I live my life on the edge. And I remember oh, after yeah. I said that being like, why did I just say that? I am an idiot, but I was trying to be so cool. <laughs>
1: Growing up, I, I had never imagined that I would date somebody, A, that wasn't my own race, as crazy as that sounds. Because when you grow up and all you know is a certain way, like I never well, imagined. Well, I remember TJ grew up in Utah, which is predominantly Caucasians. Yeah, Caucasian. And then especially someone that wasn't of the same religious background. So that was a really big leap for me, if you will,
0: he probably just wanted to take me out to see if I'd make out with him or something. You you really took me out probably because you thought I was physically attractive, but you, I don't think you took me out ever thinking that I could be like
1: someone you married. Right. Well, and I think that's another important thing to insert here is we often have expectations of who we're going to end up with and what that will all look like. And had I had that been the case with us, Things would have gone in an entirely different direction. But you're right. I did. I was I was physically attracted to you. I didn't know you well enough at the time. I mean, that's the purpose of dating. But I did want to make out with you, even though it took a couple weeks to finally get it there. did. So should I tell him about how you tried to kiss me at the end of our first date? I did not try to kiss you. So what happened then?
0: So TJ drops me off at the front door, you know, whatever. He gives me a hug and we're... Looking in each other's eyes, like that super awkward (laughs) moment where you're like, Is he gonna kiss me? Is he not? And I mean, I typically don't kiss on the first date, but we had a really good first date. We did. And I think I just looked up at him and he went in for it.
1: For the forehead kiss.
0: Okay. I didn't know that. So I tilted my chin up in case he was gonna kiss my lips, but he didn't. He gave me a kiss on the forehead, like the sweetheart that he is. But I kind of was like, I felt really dumb. But yeah, <laughs> that's the story of our not first kiss. It's
1: a great first date, though.
0: Yeah, it was a really good first date. In order for you guys to really understand TJ and me as individuals, you probably need to know our background and where we come from. We come from really, really different backgrounds in almost every way that you could think about. Um my parents came from Vietnam and as TJ said in the first episode I was born on a boat as my parents were escaping. My parents are Buddhist as are all of my family family for generations back. So I was raised Buddhist going to the Buddhist temple every Sunday and just you know with those beliefs raised with really great parents, really great values and I have a bunch of siblings. <laughs> and that's yeah, that's Pretty much me in a, in a nutshell, as far as my background. We'll dive into that a little bit more. But TJ, what's your background? Yeah,
1: mine couldn't really be any more opposite of that. Yeah. I was raised in Kaysville, Utah, like white Mormon capital of the world. And that's really all I knew growing up, you know, coming from... Well,
0: you were born and raised in
1: Utah too. Yeah, you born had and never, raised.
0: never been outside except for your
1: mission that you served. I'd lived in Argentina for a couple of years, but other than that... Yeah, that's all I knew growing up. And you've got really great parents. Yeah, I've got really great parents. I'm, I'm the oldest of three. Got really awesome brother and sister. We all stayed really, really close. And then I have a really large extended family that, that was all really within like a 10 mile radius of where I was mm-hmm. born and raised. Everyone in your family was white. And yeah. they married
0: somebody who was white. Yep. Except for your, you ha- TJ has kind of an adopted cousin
1: Yeah. And
0: he is Latin. So aside from him, there's nobody else that's not white. And he married a white girl.
1: And I don't think that I knew anybody growing up, as crazy as this sounds, that had married, was in an interracial marriage or even an interfaith marriage. Yeah.
0: The only reason why we bring this up is because of our different backgrounds we had a lot of learning to do in our first few years of marriage, because the way our parents raised each of us was so different. And the way that we want to raise our children is different than even the way our parents raised us. And a lot of times, you know, when you're getting set up on a blind date, and people are always like, Oh, you'll love this person they you have so much in common with them. Well, TJ, and I think that having so much in common with somebody doesn't necessarily mean that they're perfect for you or the opposite of that if you don't have stuff in common with somebody that doesn't mean that you can't have a great marriage with that person either um yeah that was just zeke screaming in the background <laughs> we do our podcasts at home guys and typically we do them without our kids around but they're home from school and even though we told them to be quiet that was them screaming but it was a happy scream so yeah
1: yeah Yeah, I think the other thing too, you hear a lot of times people giving excuses as to why things don't work out or why they're not willing to give certain relationships a try. And it's, you know, they often say, well, it's because we had nothing in common. And I think the fact that we are so different, coming from such different backgrounds, you know, race, different culture, different different faith, I think that if anything has enriched our marriage and, and really is something that's beautiful, we'll be able to pass along, as you mentioned, like the way we raise our kids. Like we were able to take the positive from both backgrounds and really implement that in how we live our lives and raise our kids.
0: I feel like we have more things that are not in common than things that we have that are in common, because yeah. if you guys know TJ personally, or maybe we'll dive into this one episode, but TJ is really, really healthy. He cares about you know taking care of his body and taking care of our kids' body and not for vanity reasons, but just because he wants to be healthy and he wants to live a long, healthy life where I can eat a cup of noodles with a Pepsi for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. (laughs) Blows my mind. Yeah, TJ doesn't use the microwave. I use the microwave as often as I can. God, like you love working out. I don't even know the last time I worked out. You love all these self, self, Help books, which I like them too, but you just love them.
1: I geek out really hard on yeah, these, yeah.
0: yeah. And then the things that I love, like I love building things and using tools, and <laughs> you don't
1: really know you're what so half of the manly. tools are.
0: <laughs> and I, I'm such a perfectionist, yeah, in the good way, yeah,
1: not in a bad way. But you're very detail oriented, which yes. is awesome because I'm like the polar opposite, yeah. And so it's it's the perfect. Combination, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, he chills me out. I'm a little more high strung. I mean, you TJ, <laughs> <think>? no. <laughs> okay, I'm super high strung, and TJ's so chill. Like he's my anchor to pull me down when when I'm stressing out about things that are not even a big deal. And I know that I am, but it's it's nice to have somebody who isn't because he kind of mellows me out. And then just with our personalities, I'm a doer. I'm a strong D personality. Yeah. Like Like red, fiery red. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And TJ is just more white, yellow, peaceful, calm. If you guys have ever done the DISC personality test, D-I-S-C, it's really interesting. And it was really cool for TJ and me to do it because we could read it and be like, whoa, that's totally you and that's totally me. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because for a long time, I would get really frustrated with TJ. He wouldn't do the things that I asked him right when I asked him. And I always thought, Ugh, so frustrating because my personality, if I have something on my to-do list, I am going to do that. 100%. Come and then hell like, or high
1: water. And come like, hell
0: or high water, I will do it and I will get it done correctly. But TJ, he doesn't. And it would really bother me. And I'll start this, off
1: with like the intention to do it and then a, f- a friend will call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so totally after taking
0: this test, I was really able to see. So my personality, I'm very task oriented and, and outgoing where TJ is very people oriented and outgoing. And so with TJ, if I give him a task list, he'll start doing it. But if a, if a buddy calls and needs to talk, that's way more important than the task and he'll forget about the task. And that's great. There's really positive and negative things about that. My personality is I'm very task oriented. And so if I have a to-do list, I will do it and I won't eat. I won't do anything until my to-do list is done. So There's pros and cons to both of our personalities, but, but knowing that and taking that test has really helped us understand each other better that not that one is better than
1: the other, but just to see the positives in both personalities. I totally agree with our personalities. I, I think of it as kind of like, she's the perfect yin to my yang. Like we balance each other out so well. He wants
0: us to get matching tattoos so bad, you guys. I do. Oh my god. So bad. Can you imagine if we actually had like yin yangs like on no, our I don't back? we like <laughs> <laughs> I'm not
1: gonna do those. I
0: know, but just something cool that like I don't love tattoos. I don't but, care if people have them, but they're not for me. But TJ, yeah. honestly, if I wanted to give him the best present in his whole life, it would be, okay, hand, let's go get matching tattoos. Yep. And he would just be overjoyed.
1: Yep. What are some of the other ways that we uh, some of the other differences? Oh, you know
0: what? Because of our
1: background. Communication stuff. Yeah. At first, yeah.
0: Well, yeah, you just interrupted me, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, communication for sure. So growing up in an Asian culture, you know, my parents were really, really great parents, gave us the best life that they could. But... They didn't teach us how to communicate effectively. So when TJ and I started dating, we really struggled with this only because I held everything in. Anytime I got frustrated with anything, anything that I didn't like or anything that bothered me, I would hold it in. And in my previous relationships, I would just break up with people. So I never really had any type of long relationship because anytime someone bugged me, I just broke up with them rather than going to talk to
1: them about it. Well, and in your previous relationships, it was pretty much like you were the I, master and they were the dogs. Like <laughs> some of the stories you tell me, like, I don't know how these dudes let you get away with it. I don't I think know that's how why you like me so much because I didn't put up with it. Yeah.
0: So TJ and I really had to learn to communicate. It wasn't TJ. It was more me. I had to learn how to communicate and how to be vulnerable because I never learned how to express my emotions. And I know that sounds crazy. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, you know I'm so open about everything. But growing up, I wasn't. Growing up, it was I didn't know how to say that I was nervous or how to say that I was mad or anything. I kept everything inside. So that was That took years, but now, oh my gosh, we talk about everything. I mean, our every day is like, how are you feeling? How am I (laughs) feeling? Let's cry together. Let's be (laughs) angry together. Yeah. So that was one thing. And then another thing was our levels of affection.
1: Yeah. I I grew up
0: in an Asian household again, where there isn't a ton of affection. You know, I knew my parents loved me just by all the things that they did, but I never heard it. That's just not something that we said in our house and in many Asian households, you'll see that. And so I didn't understand how to like rub TJ's back or give him hugs or hold his hand. I
1: I didn't that didn't come naturally to me. And for me, I, it was just the opposite growing up. I, I came from a family. And again, this was just, I think a lot of it has to do with culture, oh, absolutely. Uh, but, but love was, it was a big thing. I, I always knew my parents were so good at always letting me know how much they loved me and how much they cared from both verbally and then affect with affection. And then, you know, I went on to, to serve a two-year mission and it's really funny because one of the people that I I lived with, they, they called the a missionary companion. He was from Uruguay and the people in Argentina are very loving, warm people. And so we used to joke, we used to call it um, the Latin bear hug. So when we would hug, he would just hug me and hold me. And so I just, I learned to be, you know, not only verbally expressive of, of love, but also like with affection.
0: That's one blessing that I have always been super grateful for is I hear a lot of times from different wives that their husbands aren't very affectionate. And it's kind of like the only time they show them affection is when they want sex. And I have been really blessed in the fact that you've always been so affectionate with me and obviously with the kids. But with me, I've always felt super loved and I've always felt confident in myself.
1: I think another thing that was another difference, too, and you you hit on it a little bit, was not only communicating, but fighting, not that we do or did a lot of that, but the ability to express ourselves when we are having struggles. What was really hard is you came from a background where you don't really say I'm sorry or or apologize. And Mm -mm. for me, it was just the opposite. And that was something that I really struggled with. I don't think
0: I learned. I mean, I could never say sorry. I was very, I was full of pride. And in my family, we never said sorry. Even when we got in trouble with our parents and they would get mad at us, we never had to say, I'm sorry. Um, The actual word for it, we never had to say it. So I never knew how to say it. I had to learn. And I remember one time we got in a fight, we were first married or something. And I remember sitting there and being like, I need to go out and say, I'm sorry. And it was so hard for me. And now I say it all the time, like, Probably every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's beautiful about it, and and I don't want this to sound like because, you know, to say sorry that that was necessarily a bad thing, but in relationships, one of the beautiful things about all the differences we have is, is we help each other grow. And that's one thing when you hear the word soulmate or twin flames, that oftentimes people think of that as someone that just, constantly makes you happy that just shows up and you're just happy because you're with your soulmate a lot of times that soulmate is somebody that that is completely the opposite in certain ways and that helps you grow in certain ways and develop certain qualities that you otherwise wouldn't have you know the ability to develop and so with her I was learning patience which is really awesome and so you know we we've been able to help each other with our own strengths and weaknesses help each other develop in those ways
0: well and this thought just came to my mind but typically dads aren't as patient as moms are. And I think that's just genetic. But maybe because of our relationship before we had kids, you really had to learn patience. And that has really helped you because as a father, you're super patient. I feel like you're way more patient than I am. So you're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) So what did we learn from our differences?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. There's a lot. We're
0: still learning. We still it's have, a daily we, thing. Yeah, we we have so many differences.
1: Even still, like sometimes I'm like, wow, we are so different. It's so funny. Like just just in the morning, we wake up, and I wake up. I go to the gym. I come home. I meditate, and when we're eating breakfast. <laughs> I've got this big bowl of like berries with all my good healthy fats on it and a big thing of water and she's eating a cup of noodles. I literally had and a, cup a cup of
0: noodles this. Of Coke. <laughs> this, I literally had a cup of noodles and like a Pepsi. Yeah. While he was eating his
1: healthy stuff. We're so different. But the other thing that's so awesome about it is I learned so much from her. She's so wise and she's so good with with everything. Like when I type emails for work, I always have her proofread all my emails and she's always going through there and helping me with my grammar. Oh my gosh, you guys, structure. I love grammar so much. So what I feel like I've
0: learned and where I've grown is really showing affection to you. And that's through communication also because you had to tell me, hey, I I need you to show me affection. So by doing that, that's really shown TJ that he's loved One important thing that we do every single day, probably multiple times a day, if you're working from home, is we do hugs, really
1: long, present hugs. It's at the risk of, like coining a phrase, they, they call it the 20 second hug. And I don't think that it necessarily needs to be 20 seconds. I don't think there's like a hard, fast rule outside of the fact of really just being present with each other. And, and so what I, I love this, it's probably one of my favorite things to do, not only with her, but with my kids, is just take a second, put the cell phone down, turn the TV off, just look in her eyes or in the kids' eyes and just be there with them and just hold them and uh, is... Weird as this may sound and sap as it sound, I imagine like my heart opening and love going out of my heart into into hers or the kids and vice versa. And so again, this is something with with a spouse, it can be done longer. But you know, really with anyone, just being present with that person while you're you're hugging them.
0: Well, here's another way where we're different. And I'm gonna stop TJ here because he's rambling.
1: And you just rolled your eyes at me.
0: (laughs) Yes, I did. I am a very science-based person. I love to do my research and I don't just believe things because people say. So if you're that type of person, this is what I'm going to say about the 20 second hug. Yes. Everything TJ has said is fantastic and it's super important, but science has shown Mm. when you do a 20 second hug, it increases your level of oxytocin, which is the love hormone, the hormone that makes you feel great. It reduces stress. It helps with blood pressure and your heart rate and If you've ever gotten an amazing hug from somebody who is truly present, you have felt probably physically felt the love that they have for you. So it's just amazing. We've talked before about having a challenge of the week and we have our first challenge. We're super excited to share this with you. This week, we want you to do this 22nd or fully present hug. Now, if you're married or if you have a significant other, do this with them. If you don't, next time you hug a friend or whoever it may be, just be fully committed. Be present. Give them your all in this hug. I promise you when you do this and you make a conscious effort to give them your all in this hug, you
1: will both leave that hug feeling loved. Yeah, feeling more more connected as well, I think is important. So to wrap things up, we've spent a lot of time today talking about our story and our differences, whether that's in background, um, personality, et cetera. And I think the important thing I really want to focus on is there's a lot of beauty in being different and there's a lot of beauty in not having everything in common. We've grown so much and learned so much more than we otherwise would have and we'll continue to do so. So we want to thank you guys for for joining us today. Now go out and give somebody a big hug.
0: Well, I sure hope you guys enjoyed that false narrative that TJ gave of how we met. Stay tuned because next week we decided to do a then and now of where we were then and where we are now and all the things that have happened in between. And if you enjoyed this episode, if we made you laugh or cry, we would surely appreciate a review on whatever platform you're listening on. See you guys next week.